Welcome to That Guy's Maniac, the podcast. This is a podcast about video games. It features myself, Richie, and also Farley. Say hello, Farley. Hello. Where can you find us, Farley, as well you can as on this podcast? <laughs> find us at our website, www.thatguys.co.uk. You can also find us at That Guy's Maniac on Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook. Cool. Why nice. Do, why Super. do we do the socials? <laughs> we literally don't post anything we will sometimes post the episodes when they come out yeah sometimes i don't know i'm pretty consistent with the facebook side of things yeah yeah if if you want to get notified of the podcast in four different ways follow all of those (laughs) and you'll never miss the podcast because that's pretty much all that's going out yeah yeah. even though we pretty much always put it out every week on a Wednesday, but you know, can't wait to see that tweet telling you and reminding you. Uh, anyway, right, okay, uh, that's our intro. It was succinct, <laughs> and then we we just decided to be self-deprecating. You don't have to wrap up the intro. I have to tell people that is the intro. Just yeah, that was intro. Segway. Stop talking about. Stop making it more intro. <laughs> just segue. Just hold segue. Okay, okay, we're segueing. What are we segueing to? We're segueing to. Say we're segueing. Feature bit. Yes, our new feature bit. Our new feature bit where one or other of us will come up with a video game quote and the other mm. person has to guess what it is. Yeah. Now, you have given me some pretty brutal ones and we're keeping score and we're going to keep it for the end of the season. Is that correct? Uh, Sure. Okay, yeah. Are you keeping score? No, because these will go out in a funny kind of order. So. Yeah, yeah, but I know but you can still write, you know, two points to Farley or three points to Farley, whatever. Okay. You're just going to write down 100 points to Farley, Richie Zero. Um, I think that's significantly overestimating what I'm writing down and what I'm not writing down. <laughs> right. Okay, so this week I've got a quote for you. I'm in a cheeky mood today. Sorry, I, heads up, I'm in a cheeky mood today. Okay, cool. Well, great. <laughs> um, cheeky, cheeky. Right, you ready? Yeah. Are you primed? Okay, cool, cool, cool. cool. Yeah. I, I was going to say. <laughs> Where no. was that going? Bracing. I don't know. Are you braced? Are you ready? Are you primed? Yeah. Are I'm you primed. lubed up? I am undercoated. <laughs> okay. You smell of death. Been conjuring up dead things. You smell of death. Have you been conjuring up dead things? Um, I don't know. Off the top of my head, so let's feel. Let's feel around it. Okay, cool, cool. Is it something to do with necromancy? It is, yeah. Is well, not well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is. yeah, yeah. Is it something to do with raising the dead? Yeah. Is it Jesus? No. Oh. Is it the Holy Ghost? No. Is it the other one? The Father? <laughs> Is it the Father? No. <laughs> okay. Um did I detect a woman a woman's voice? <laughs> no, there was not no. a woman's voice. It's a man's voice. What's the quote again? Well actually it could be a woman's voice as well. There's a hint for you. Oh, so is it from a game where you can decide to play as a man or a woman? 
yes, but that doesn't necessarily affect why someone would say that to you. To me. Oh, hint. Doesn't affect why somebody would say that to me. Yeah. What's the quote again? You smell of death. Been conjuring up dead things. Death. Been conjuring up dead things. Is it World of Warcraft? No. <clears throat> um, is it Dungeon Keeper? No. Is it Oddworld? <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. Uh, is it Sheepdog and Wolf? No. Is it Warcraft 3? <laughs> no. It is not a Blizzard product. Okay, that helps. But you were kind of on the right track with the first few, you know, that kind of medieval style. Is it medieval? No. Is it um, one of the sky one of the Skyrims? <laughs> it might be one of the Skyrims, Farley. <laughs> Is it one of the Elder Scrolls games? What I meant to say. Is it, it Morrowind? No. Is it Oblivion? Yes. A- Yay! <laughs> <laughs> oh well, at least you're excited about that one. Hey. Yeah. So who well, says well it? done. And do you know what you win? You uh, win another game quote. Oh, great. You ready? You ready? Yeah, sure. What are you playing, stranger? <laughs> uh, is it Resident Evil 4 in the oh, week? Oh, come on. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. But it's also a direct question. What have you been playing, Farley? Well, um, so I have been, like many people, I have been playing Dungeons and Dragons in, in real life. Well, not in real life, virtually. Um, have you ever done much? I mean, you've done some tabletop role-playing games, right? I have. I played, I played um, D&D once for a very, very tiny, short campaign um, as a paladin. Because, <laughs> right, of course. Up. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and... Yeah, it was fun, but I played Vampire the Masquerade as well. Yes, yeah. Um, and so it's super fun, right? And um, me and the bunch of friends who are playing it, like, oh, we should have been doing this for years and years and years. But for whatever reason, just never, never really jumped in. Um, and so I'm playing it, and now, of course, you know, all the tropes about Dungeons & Dragons is thinking about, you know, what you're going to do and your characters and wait, you're just waiting for the next session to happen. So as, as a consequence, like, to, to scratch that itch, it's like, okay, where can I? Where else can I get my D and D fix? Um, and it's a weird one. I'll talk. I'll talk about it later. But it's a weird one. There's like a whole genre of video games, which are based on other games, but the games are never as good as the thing it's based on. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, um, and obviously, this is also true of many tabletop role-playing games. Like Vampire the Masquerade game wasn't great although did you like it the um, video game they, they've all been consistently good yeah the, oh. the vampire masquerade games okay uh, bloodlines is like always highly highly rated especially amongst the the white wolf fanatics as well yeah yeah it has a bit of a cult following so anyway desperate to scratch the itch i saw the dungeons and dragons dark alliance the new one because there is an older dark alliance 
of Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance? Yeah. And Dark Alliance 2. The new Dungeons and Dragons Dark Alliance game uh, was on sale on the PlayStation 4. And so I thought, I'll buy that and play that. And I did. Good story. <laughs> awesome. And, it, and it's not very good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so it's a disappointment. It's really not very good, yeah. Um, and which is why it goes back to you know, games which are based on other games which aren't very good. Um, and, yeah. I mean, obviously, a Dungeons & Dragons video game is never going to compete with, you know, Dungeons a limitless Dungeons. imagination yeah. um, of a bunch of people as they collectively tell a story together. Uh, but this one is just, it's, uh, maybe it's like a modern day movie time. That's what it feels like. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. So it's very much by the numbers. Um, fairly egregious DLC. And it really doesn't need DLC. <laughs> you know, and I didn't look it up actually, but um, yeah, I should look up the, the percentage rates of, you know, the, the getting the trophy for completing the DLC because it cannot be many people out there at all. Uh, <laughs> And it's kind of a third-person action game. Of course it is. Um, you, you know, as you level up, you unlock abilities and you buy equipment, and it's so by the numbers. Um, it, perhaps it thrives in multiplayer, but I didn't play in multiplayer. You don't need to play in multiplayer either. Um, there is a gear, like tiers of gear, Tears of gear. Tears <laughs> it's of like gear. gears of war, except it's sadder. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 tears of tears, gears of war, and um, <laughs> there's tears of gear, um, and then there are sets you can collect, but it's not particularly. You know, there's only like five items per set, and you can get shitty and rare and epic versions of each of those. <clears throat> um. And then, yeah, you just basically button mash through these dungeon areas. There's a you know, bonfire, but it's a thing, but it doesn't really work like Dark Souls. And, um, yeah, it's just not very engaging. And so I <laughs> played all the way through with one of the four characters. And there are Which character did you go for? Well, let me give you a rundown of the types. And, and you tell me. So they're based on this long-running series by um, author R.A. Salvatore who's written 1400 different D&D books um, most of them are based around Drizzt if you've ever come across the character Drizzt Drizzt de Erden who's a, a drow rogue who is kind of the, the hero of many of these stories uh, and then there's a dwarf called Bruno Battlehammer because what else would his name be uh, some big barbarian dude called Wolf, <laughs> Wolfgar and then a archer lady called Catty Bree you definitely went Catty Bree <laughs> yeah, yeah I went Catty Bree <laughs> I mean there wasn't even a second of doubt in my mind <laughs> uh, and the, the DLC which I did not purchase is um or a tiefling something, I think. Like a wizard. Um, All right, comes, okay. Comes with a few extra 
Uh, so yeah, you you know button mash your way through. Um, each of the levels has a different theme. There's a an ice level and a mine level and so on, so on. Um, and at the end, you fight spoilers for Dungeons and Dragons: Dark Alliance, which came out in 2021. Not quite rude, quite new. Um, you fight Behold at the end, and, and then you win. Um, but it tells about these dark. It tells about the Dark Alliance in the title is not the um, alliance of your buddies. It's the alliance of the dark forces. So there's some giants trying to do some shit, and there's some goblins trying to do some stuff, and some other enemies. And you kind of, yeah, pack and slash your way through, unlock your abilities. Um, when you die, you kind of go all the way back to the beginning of the level, um, which is quite annoying because all the enemies respawn. But they have quite a cool system when you hit these bonfires, so when you clear you know, like a big hub area of enemies, you get the bon this bonfire. You can choose to either top up your items and your health and your stamina or um, increase the rarity of the loot in the dungeon. That's quite nice. You know. Oh, that's quite cool. Yeah, yeah risk and reward syndrome, uh, syndrome system. So if you're, <laughs> so if you're doing well, I mean, you can also choose to do levels of all kinds of difficulties, which is where your scaling for multiplayer comes in. And the higher difficulty you go in at the um, rarer the loot, but you can kind of nudge that up by yeah, it feels very Diablo-y, the way they sort of handle the, the levelling up. The better gear, the better your drops are going to be, sort of thing. Yeah, 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 and the better your gear is, the higher your rating, and the higher kind of level you can clear today. Yeah, so you, you should play it in higher levels, because the gear you want to get has to be better than the gear you've already got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tears of gear. Tears of gear, and then you can slightly, I think you can upgrade each piece of equipment three times to kind of max it out. Okay, um, okay. Yeah. So it's it's serviceable, although saying that you would hate it. I played it on the PlayStation 4. Um, uh, I think it crashed once, but I can turn it off, but I don't think you can. There's screen tearing. Oh, God. Okay. Every, maybe every half second. <laughs> wow. Yeah. The game struggles, struggles to function. Um, on a PlayStation 4. And on PlayStation 4, yeah. It's also yeah. PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X. So maybe it was uh, you know, developed for... Uh, in, in, in this weird place we are at these days where things are kind of developed for almost like a PC, num you know, PC number of co different consoles. Um, not quite optimised for any of them because... Uh, it, it has to essentially be the same game playable on the older version of things, and it can't yeah, be and there's crossplay and stuff like that. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. It's just, it didn't perform particularly well. I, what I did quite like is the level design. Um, so there's loads of different nooks and crannies to go down, um, and on each level, uh, there's some side quests. Um, it's not really clear what you get from the side quests, but there are side quests like destroy. Ghosts, lanterns, destroy the eggs, and uh, stuff like that. So yeah, couple of days, um, smash through with one character. I don't think I will go back and do it with the other four characters, or you know, get all the legendary gear to unlock some legendary gear achievement. Uh, and in terms of you know, did, did it 
help me. Scratch your uh, D&D itch. <laughs> Scratch my D&D itch. Not really, no. The, the selection... I mean, I guess it's always tricky, but the selection of enemies is really... Um, poor, <laughs> I think. Okay. Um, you, you know, they have, they have the classes of enemies you might expect in this kind of game right so there's the peons where there's they get challenging when there's too many of them then there's the big fat guys who help to to slow that down then you've got your ranged guys you've got people who do arrows then you've got your heavily guys with shields it's just you know pick from the D, &D um uh, monster manual you know creatures to creatures to fill each of those uh types of enemy um, and there is a dragon in it at the end, I guess. Um, yeah, a solid six out of ten. If I ever saw one. <laughs> okay, six screen tears out of ten screen tears. Six, six, six frames between screen tears out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Do not. Do not buy. Oh yeah, I definitely wouldn't buy. Absolutely not. I would see it as a D and D cash in, and unless somebody told me it was amazing, I would absolutely steer clear of it. Yeah, but you got to take a punt in these things, you know. Yeah, you do. It, it's weird. It just didn't. It just didn't um, satisfy that. I'd I'd really like to get some D in, in a way that actually other games which have nothing to do with D and D do. Well, I think it's weird because you actually do need to. You need to grab those D and D mechanics almost to make it uh, scratch that itch. Like for instance, you can get uh, I don't know, like let's say an RTS game mm -hmm. uh, with Star Wars on it, and it might not be the best RTS in the world, but because it's got Star Wars in it, it adds more. Yeah, and it works. Whereas yeah. with D and D, unfortunately, there is no core D and D concept. There is like it can be anything. The, the core DD concept is probably character creation and somebody telling you a story. How do you make a game out of that? Yeah, well, well this is it. So when I, you know, when I say the games based on games, which are never as good as the, the game. Yeah. So Lego is the other one that I'm thinking. Although, you know, we have a nice, we have, we like Lego games here a lot. They never have lived up to um, the promise of Lego, right? <laughs> which is you buy a set and you can build whatever you want. We've never. Yeah quite seen that in a in a lego game there's been experiments and there's the mmo and there was lego worlds which barely kind of functioned but you couldn't build you know anything and it was clever enough to be like oh you built a rocket and it will fly around it'll be oh you you know at best it'll be you built a static statue that can't move um and it's the same here but because there are so many things inspired by D and D, and um, you know every role-playing game, whether you, or almost every role-playing game, uh, harkens back to tabletop role-playing game systems. Most of which are probably Dungeons and Dragons. Yep. yep. And then what this game delivers is a <laughs> your characters are fixed, right? Okay, that's the opposite of what makes tabletop role-playing games really good. And the leveling system's completely uninspired. You know, it's, it's oh, I've earned a, I've earned an ability point, and there's a, you know, maybe two choices on where I put my ability points in these trees. Not, you know, the the joy of dinging in a, any other kind of RPG. And like, oh, should I go this? Should I go this? 
or should I burn the points into this? Or, you know, do, should I respec? Um, none of that in this game. Um, so, yeah, almost any other game, or many other games, probably would have scratched that edge more than um, more than D&D. Yeah. Fire up some oblivion. Do some yeah, necromancy. <laughs> Been conjuring dead things. Um, <laughs> you know, I was playing Citizen Sleeper, which has a dice system in it. Yeah. Uh there was that other brilliant little um, oh, level five game on the uh, on the three DS. Oh, it was so good. Where you played as little miniatures, almost like playing a D and D game. Okay. Even and you even had the dice rolls, um, and it was rock solid and very fun. I should have just played that. I should have saved my fucking money and replayed them. Um, um, I game. I game. On the I'm 3DS. Looking, uh, you know, <sighs> you know, Friday Night Monsters. Yeah. That experiment. Guild. It's, from, it's one of the Guild series of video games. Crimson Shroud. There we go. Okay. Um. <laughs> Crimson Shroud. Of course, it's too late. Is it too late? I think it might be too late to pick it up if you've not really picked it up uh, off the eShop. Yeah. <laughs> Death at the 3DS. Oh, they're, they're, way to bring a downer. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah. I'm, I'm, in fact, I might do that after this podcast is pick up Crimson Shroud and start playing it. <laughs> you get to roll the little dice. You see little minis. and Yeah, brilliant. Um, Dark Alliance did not facilitate any of that. Anyway, enough about you. Uh, well, what have you been playing? Right. Um, I'm going to see what I'm, I've been playing, and then I think after that we should do a collective. What have we been playing? Because we we okay. did we did a meet up, TGA meet up, played we some did. games. Just before uh, the next wave of the pandemic. Yeah. Uh, so I have been playing. Oh shit! I forget the name of it. Uh, the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game, uh, Shredder's oh, yeah. Revenge, or something like that. Yeah. So tell me about this because I've seen some stuff about it, but I, I just did not have the energy to look up. Is this a remaster, a remake, a new game, a DMA? brand new game? Okay. Um, and it is from the same people that made Streets of Rage Four. Oh yeah. Dot emu. Dot emu. Which we played together and enjoyed. Yeah. Um. They've kept all of the graphics completely retro. Um, so it's like, if you remember, there used to be an old arcade game, Turtles in Time, maybe? Is that the really fucking rock-hard solid one? Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, no, the uh, pretty much every Turtles game has been rock-hard yeah. solid. Uh, yeah. But yeah, um, it was a four-player arcade one. Uh, but basically, it's, it, it nods to that. But also... It is entirely based on the cartoon series, not other media. So it is it's just all the nods, even the opening theme tune is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So um it's quite good because it like it doesn't give any nods to the Michael Bay films. Mm-hmm. It doesn't give any nods to the old nineties real action films. It is just straight up this is the cartoon. Slightly comic booky, but you know this is like the Saturday morning cartoon that you play, you watched, and this is the game that you're going to play next to. 
Um, and yeah, it's it's uh, it's exactly the same as Streets of Rage. It is you're fighting bad guys, recolored versions of um, the foot soldiers, mm-hmm. um, and you're also fighting Rocksteady and Bebop, um, and that's in the first couple of levels, which is brilliant. Um, and yeah, it's uh, it's a nice, easy, accessible um, fighting system as well. Uh, one of the things that um, well, it's good and bad with Streets of Rage Four is that they introduced a system where your health fueled your um, special system. Do uh-huh. you remember this? I do. Yeah, and yeah. you were okay as long as you kept hitting things right yeah yeah so if you get a combo um you gained your health back so the higher your combo was the higher health back risk and reward so if you can keep that combo up chances are you're not getting hit anyway um but you can decide at any point you know what i'm just going to stop i'm not going to progress i'm going to let the combo timer run out and i'm going to get my health back and then continue on um so you have that option um, with uh, Street Series 4. Um, but instead, they just replaced it with a ninja power meter or something mm-hmm. like that. A mana bar. Um, it's even blue. Um, and that's just nice. Um, and everything's fluid. Good fighting. And I played as Leonardo and April O'Neil. Um, April O'Neil, uh, by far, much more fun to play as. She has like these. She has a basically a short range hit hits, but her specials is like pulling out um, a Channel Five camera, mm-hmm. uh, so she can swing that around and yeah. So it, it, she becomes uh, a bit more lethal. Um, uh, man, what, what was the name of her creepy cameraman? Is it Vernon? Is he in it? Uh, possibly. <laughs> I don't remember a Vernon, unfortunately. Do you know in the, in the cartoon it was just yeah, there's really annoying her co-anchor yeah yes um i think he is actually in it there's somebody yeah. gets kidnapped by uh, Ro- uh rocksteady um I-, I haven't played through the entirety i've only played the- through the first few levels um yeah. and um we're saving or we're stopping rocksteady and bebop save um krang's bodies head (laughs) so you remember the weird body that crying around on his head seems to be missing and it seems to yeah you jump about and stuff like that so whatever's going on there um and yeah it's just really focus on hit 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 and you get some rising combos and uh it's good Uh, it's actually um it's just it's fun um you can button mash as well if you really want to, and, and it's, it doesn't really penalise you too much. Um, and of course, it just nods to Saturday morning cartoons and like just hearing that intro Teenage Ninja Turtles. <laughs> just, yeah, this, this is what I want. And um, yeah, as, as a side scroll and beat em up, which seems to be the games that I prefer nowadays, um, yeah. it has been. Uh, yeah, it's absolutely solid. Nine half shells out of ten. Yeah, 
Yeah, it seems to be. I was, I was looking up on Metacritic, and it seems to have mostly extremely positive reviews. Um, and I was also I was also looking at the, the number of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle games that have been. And Jesus Christ, there've been a lot of them over the years. Yeah. Um, but I think quite a few, and they've been in lots of things as well. <clears throat> um, yeah, Injustice. <laughs> yeah, um, I think they were in. I think they're in Fortnite at some point. All right. Okay. Uh, they're in the Nickelodeon Smash Brothers. Um, yeah, there's been a lot of them, but I think they've had a quite a good run. Certainly higher hit rate than other media like Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I always did want to, because yeah, my only exposure to it was the cartoons and then the live action movie, and then sort of lost interest when they rebooted it several times the new movies weren't fantastic yeah um, the, well i didn't dislike the new movie the michael bay one i i got over the nose thing very quickly um i don't know if that was there more than one yeah there is this too i, I think megan fox as april o'neill was quite good you know right <laughs> yeah. because yeah yeah because because of her good acting skills. Yeah, exactly. Her great acting skills. Um. Jeez. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but um, I've always meant to go back to source. I never have done. Because I gather that the you know original comics run was. Yeah, I very, mean, uh, like I very, have no idea. Like, no, it was like very dark, but also very wacky, and they end up in space, and you know, this huge cast of. Um, characters, some of which yeah. kind of made their way into uh, the Saturday morning cartoons. Yeah, I came up against some other mutants like Rocksteady and Bebop called uh, Ground Chuck and Dirtbag. Ground Chuck and Dirtbag. Yeah. So Ground Chuck is basically a woodchuck style guy that can dig underground. Oh, wow, yeah. I don't remember those two at all. No, me neither at all. No. Yeah, but um, yeah, like as a game, um, as a solid side-scrolling beat-em-up game, if you like a bit of retro, if you like a bit of turtles, it's um, it's it's a godsend, and I'm I'm really chuffed with it as a game and a purchase as well. Mm. Uh, just as soon as I heard that it was the same people that made Streets of Rage Four, I was like, I'm in, I'm buying it, I'm down. <laughs> I wonder. Yeah, I wonder um, what it is like. Because yeah, you can play four-player, right? Five-player, weirdly. Wow. Yeah, I wonder what that one was, must be like and if it becomes super easy or if it is just pure chaos. I'm sure it's, uh, it's easy. Um, I mean, I've been playing single-player and it hasn't been too hard. Yeah. Um, I haven't played it on the top level, though. Okay. Um... Who's your favourite turtle? See, I don't know. Um, I think because turtles have been with me since I was what eight years old or something like that. Yeah. And I think I always cool. liked Raphael as he was edgy. Yeah. Um, but then Michelangelo was cool, and I feel like I'm just singing the intro now. <laughs> 
He was radical, yeah. and uh, Donatello, you know, he, he had machines. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, no, no. Um, I like looking at the characters and like choosing. For some reason, I chose Leonardo because I was thinking, you know what, the guy's got samurai swords. Yeah. Two of them. He's he's the most lethal of the lot. Um, so I thought, yeah, I'll, I'll go him. Um, but then I played as April, and I was like, this is so much more fun. <laughs> way, way more fun to play as. Um, but I haven't gone through the other characters. They've got Splinter in there as a character. And I believe you can unlock more, like Casey Jones as well. Yeah, I'd be super surprised if you couldn't unlock a whole bunch. Yeah, like Shredder even. Um... And- but yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't know who my favorite turtle is. Honestly, I couldn't. I couldn't pick one. And uh, I, as I said earlier, I've, I've ended up going for April O'Neil. Um, what about you? What's who's your favorite turtle? Uh, it's always Raphael. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Worst weapon. Um. Yes. Particularly, I remember the one of the the. Turtles games on the Amiga, uh, where you, if you could choose, you could choose a turtle, play through until they died, and then you got to pick one of the other turtles. Yes. Um, so you always picked Raphael first because yeah. you wanted to see how yeah. far you could get, and then use the good ones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I must have played this game as well because that's exactly yeah you yeah. Cheese, I know that feeling. Cheese bosses with Donatello, easy. I think Michelangelo had quite a, a range as well, but yeah, Raphael just had these tiny little, you know, zero hitbox little size coming out. Um, I think it was just called Teenage Mutant Turtles, like it was Konami. I mean, I'm totally googling it right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brutal. Oh, okay. and, it, and it had like an over overhead. You pay overhead sections. Oh wow. This isn't too unlike the NES one. Oh, fuck off. Sorry, I clicked on a, a YouTube video. Great for our readers. Hey, everyone, I'm watching a YouTube video and podcasting yeah. about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah. Tough as nails, that game. That it, it uh, is, it is exactly the NES version. And it, yeah, that's the one that was horrible because if you walked in any direction off the screen, the enemies would respawn. Yeah. And it was one of these ones where they would just blind appear. Yeah. Oh my god. This is actually. Yeah, it's. I mean, nobody cares. Um, <laughs> yeah, like even the way Donatello's stick animates, that sort of weird. It appears from the bottom. And yes. appears long. Yeah, that, that's <laughs> yeah. exactly yeah. from the, um, the the NES version. And I played the NES version, and it was just awful, awful. Such a hard game. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Right. That's. I, I'm glad that you've had a similar experience with me. Yeah, the top-down thing, where you could actually lose lives as well on the top-down thing. Yeah, and then yeah. you. It was quite. I remember it was quite easy to get lost as well. Yeah. Going from one place to another and taking shortcuts. I think you'd fall down from places with me. You had to go all the way around. Yeah. Yeah, I, I never. I remember 
there was a big boss character which is basically the oh, what do you call it the technodome is it the Techn- technodome the technodrome technodrome is that where krang used to live yeah the big yeah, weird it, thing underground yeah and you you actually um fought something like the big technodrome with the eye Oh, this is rubbish. Sorry, yes. Um, <laughs> this this game is terrible. Um, but yeah, it's... Uh, the game that I was talking about is amazing and it's awesome and it captures everything Turtles. Um, and I think uh, if you can, play it. That's that's all I'm going to say. Um, I should. Sorry? If you can play it, you should. Yeah. Cool. And it, I think it's out on like every medium as well. Yes, there's definitely a Switch version and uh, PlayStation and Xbox as well. Xbox and both um, Steam and Epic. Wow, there we go. Yeah, with crossplay as well. But yeah, uh, let's have a quick segue now. Segue! This is a segue episode. Um, to the games we were playing at the weekend. Mm-hmm. So, we played Mario Golf on the N64. <laughs> Did, which you build as not being very good, but um, no. it was like, I thought it was fine. Yeah, like, I think it's because um, I'd All been... golf games are the same. No, see, I'd been playing... Uh, PGA one um, and the system for that hole where you click the two click methods you know like you click at the top of the swing and then you've got to get it bang on so you hit the ball straight and along Um, you cannot say that the Mario Golf one was unforgiving or forgiving in any fashion it was quite unforgiving and you had to press it in advance of when the, when it actually appeared on the screen as well. So there's this weird sort of uh, disconnect with the actual swing system as well. No? Yeah, there is, and it'd be it'd be interesting to know whether that is. I'm sure there are some people out there with frame counts. Whether that's something to do with emulation. Or controller lag, yeah. or whether that whether that was built in into the original game to present a bit of a challenge. Yeah, if you see what I mean, because it'd be just too easy if when you press the button you could easily stop and hit the meter. But well, it not seemed... really. It's moving quite fast, and I think that's what is the benefit of modern uh, games because you still, you know, you can still go a little bit either way, left or right, and you're still you're not hitting with the ball connecting. Whereas this. Yeah, I don't know. It was it was a little, it was a little frustrating. Also, the mechanics for where you hit to, and how you get there is a little clunky. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I mean, the limitations of the N sixty four. Even though you're only looking at a, you know, not very big golf course, it is. It was. There's just too much stuff going on. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, how do you change the place where you hit the ball? Um, it wasn't really 
you couldn't didn't seem to have much freedom in how far you could hit it. Yeah, and also you had no gauge for like the the <laughs> the green. You got on the green, it said it was X amount away, but you had no nothing to say. Mm, how hard should I hit the ball? Yeah. I don't know, I'll just hit it full force and see what happens. You know, and <laughs> or yeah. yeah, so the the there was a little bit of blindness to it. Like even when you were on the green or had played it before, your next shot looked identical to the previous shot, so you're just like I don't know how far <laughs> like I've gone since. <laughs> yeah. But for uh you know not quite free, but for a 10p free old game, it was fine. I it think was fine. Game. We got some fun and entertainment out of it as we both played as Peach. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, probably by far the best functionality in that game is when the other person is playing, you get to tap buttons and make Peach say things like, Nice shot! Four! Yeah. Um... And uh, yeah, that sort of thing. You know what? You can never, you can never underestimate the importance of features like that. If you've got a multiplayer game where one person is doing something and the other people are just watching, always put in like a taunt system or something like that. It's never, it's never not funny. <laughs> never not funny. <laughs> to just repeatedly press, you know, press the button till it breaks. Uh, so I think yeah, I was spinning the stick. So it made him sound like she was making sex noise. Um, <laughs> gives you something to do in between. Yeah, exactly. Keep you entertained, and it's not putting the other person off in any fashion. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and how many golf swings would you give it out of a par? Um, I give it plus four. Hey. That's excellent. Out of ten? Out of par. Out of par. Okay, plus four out of par. Yeah. So four over par. Four over par. Yeah, okay. How about you? Uh, I can't think of any other funny golf analogies. Because it's not good, so you can't give it a birdie or an eagle or a hole-in-one. No, a bogey. Bogey. A bogey. Just a bogey. Just a bogey. Cool. Yeah. Double bogey. And then? Uh, we also played another SNES game. <laughs> we did. <laughs> called Congo's Caper. Congo's Caper. So, as many critics of the weird thing that is Nintendo Online Switch subscription emulation system expansion pass plus have pointed out, the order in which, or, or the selection of NES, SNES, N64, and Master, uh, Mega Drive games which are available is an eclectic mix, I think you yes. say. Yes, yeah. There are some Stone Cold classics on the systems. and there are Stone some... Age classics. There's some weird shit like Corby's Chrono. What's it called? <laughs> Congo's Caper. Congo's Caper. Um, which uh, is one of a hundred games which seem to be released on old Nintendo systems set in the Stone Age. There's at least 
3 on the Nintendo Online Switch where you're playing as some kind of caveman running around with dinosaurs and fossils and whatnot. Um, so we picked this one because I think neither of us had either heard of it before. Yeah. And it was two-player. Uh, although it was that old school two-player where you one watch each other. One person plays and then <laughs> the other person plays. <laughs> and you go, oh, I saw where you died. Let me play that exact same level and see if I can get further. Yeah, um, or fuck it up in some way and do something different. Yeah. As an initial... Uh, the initial I don't, hit of this game or the initial mouth taste of this game is... It looks a lot like Sonic. Yes. The, the levels look like so Sonic. So much. Yeah. The, um, uh, he has like an idle animation that looks like Sonic. When you when you nudge to the edge of a platform, he has like a animation. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so the gimmick here, you know, set in the Stone Ages, is um, when you get hit by something, you turn into a monkey. So instead of, you know, going from Mario to little Mario. You go from caveman to monkey. Yeah. And then if you pick up a red ball, which to be honest, it's quite a lazy <laughs> make make it anything else. It's a red ball. Yep. Um you evolve into uh, a human. With a tail. With a tail. <laughs> uh and then yeah, you hit dinosaurs and pterosaurs in the Another face. caveman. Another cave, lots of other cavemen. So, and, and the other cavemen had cool functionality, like so you could uh, hit them and knock them out, and you could move them, and then you could jump off them. If you get a red-headed one, you can do mega jumps off them and things like that. So it was good fun. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. That was that, that was cool. So it, it kind of took the best bits from from uh, the big platformers at the time. Is you had a high jump, and then. Although I don't think either of us worked out why you need to use it. That cool, like down dive. Yeah. Move. Not once. Yeah. Yeah. Unless um, it was some kind of an attack. It didn't seem. To I mean, it didn't do like a butt bash. You wanted a no. butt bash. You know? Yeah, you wanted some way of destroying blocks or whatnot. Um, it's fine. It's quite hard. We got to a dinosaur boss and didn't we get past that? No. So um. Because you were talking about other uh, caveman and dinosaur games. Yeah. Uh, actually, this is a, a sort of sequel to Joe and Mac. Okay, which is also, which is one of the other ones that I was thinking of. Yeah. Which is also uh, on the Switch at the moment. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so there's a there's a few um in this series which doesn't seem to be consistent and wikipedia doesn't have just a series of the joe and max so I, but i'm sure there's some fan site out there that explains where they all fit together in the the joe and mac universe but yeah congo's keeper it was it seems to be quite highly rated um and wow. i didn't dislike it it was it, it was a fun platformer but it was quite hard. Yeah, it, it considering we put it on as a joke, there was then some actual <laughs> trying to play yeah, yeah. rather than rather than oh, well, this is totally But yeah, there was no unforgiving shit. Unlike that stupid NES game that you that played for thirty <laughs> seconds. Immor- Not even the 30 immortal. Seconds. The immortal. <laughs> the immortal, and within yeah. ten seconds you die. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That is a brilliant, brilliant game. <laughs> uh, well, because it's got a, it's got very cool box that I'd never heard of before. So I thought, oh, I'll play this, and I was so happy when 
you played it and did exactly the same thing as me. <laughs> take two steps, and then a thing pops up saying, I you would move do. if I was you, and then... You immediately die. Half a second later, yeah, you get eaten by a floor... A floor mimic. monster, yeah. Jaw thing. Um, which is all anyone should play that. So if you got the Switch, if you got the online thing, play the first 30 seconds of Immortal. Yep. Just get past the dialogue and then just yeah. immediately die. Yeah. Yep. That's that's playing Immortal. I don't care if there's a the rest of the game after that second tile or the, the, in fact the first room. Yeah, that is the game. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and we played Space Harrier as well. We did play Space Harrier. Um, what would your what would your review of was it Space Harrier or Space Harrier Two? Space Harrier Two. Space Harrier Two. What is your um, review of Space Harrier Two? Uh, oh, how I need to find the perfect word for this. Um. Mm, unforgivingly bad rubbish <laughs> I would say unforgiving it's very very unforgiving you need to get into that um, rhythm but even when you are playing the game you can just so easily get shafted by a little bit of enemy fire a pillar and and you're not even playing badly it's <laughs> unforgiving it's just there's loads of shit flying at you. Um, it's really hard to predict where the enemies are uh, kind of firing. If you hit anything, including the architecture, which is flying at you a million miles an hour, you die. Yeah. Um, and enemies will, like, fire uh, projectiles at you. But those projectiles literally have two frames before they hit you. So you just have and to wildly guess where they're going. And they're heat-seeking. Are they heat-seeking? Yeah, all of them are heading towards you. So, you, so the, the tech okay, is yeah, just yeah, go yeah. round and round and round and round whilst dodging everything. Yeah, I, God knows why those games have got... I mean, we've, so we've spoke about it a number of times, but in the past, back when you could only buy one game, I think that's why people fondly remember, remember Space Harry. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> you had no other option, and maybe you could get your eye in, and you know, maybe you got into it. But these days, no, I could play anything else and have, have a nicer time, not feel like I've been bullied by this game. <laughs> yes, absolutely. That is it. You're just being just, bullied by the just game. Just being bullied by Space Harrier 2. And, and, yeah. By really, really indiscreet um, AI. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I'm sure there is a path to mastery, but I, it's not for me. Yep. <laughs> not for me. How many um, oh, Roman architecture pillars flying towards you out of 10 would you give it? I'd give it 49,000 <laughs> columns moving at your face every second <laughs> out of 10. <laughs> Great. Awesome. Our scoring system is solid. Yeah. Um, right. Let's not talk about emulation games anymore. Okay. Let's you got one more. You got one more, Farley. What other game have you been playing recently? Have I been playing? Yeah. <sighs> I'm deep into Pokemon bullshit again. So. Oh God. You know they did that. Is home this update. not an extra episode as opposed to what are you playing? <laughs> no, you're not even playing anymore. It's just this is what <laughs> I was going to say. I am not playing. So with the last home update, as I mentioned on a previous podcast, they they introduced. 
two extra screens on Pokemon Home, which which all of a sudden there's a number out of another number, and the the left number is really low, and the right number is really high. It's like, oh, what's this? 117 out of 150 next to a little Let's Go Pikachu symbol, or 81 out of 400 and something next to a, a little diamond symbol. And so they <laughs> introduced this this new thing, and there's a whole bunch of rewards, which I'm not not too bothered about the rewards it's more the, the glaring numbers and it's it's for for counting you know if you've deposited all the different species of pokemon from a particular game but it's kind of screwy so it's not you can't just catch pikachu in one of those games and transfer it through all of them for it to count you have to capture pikachu in whatever five different games for it to count but what you can do is you can then transfer it to another game to evolve it for it to, to add up. So I've just been doing that. And today I was finishing off um, the Crown Tundra so that all the DLC for Sword and Shield has its own little number up a number. And um, I could I could see myself. <laughs> it's had an out-of-body experience. And it what I was seeing was not good. So... The last three that I had to catch were the Elekid lines, so Elekid, Electabuzz, Electivire. You can only find it in Sword and Shield during um, stormy weather, which is rare. So I've been just logging in the last three days. Is there stormy weather? No, there isn't. Um, so if there's, when there's stormy weather, then you know when you run around in the grass in Sword and Shield, there's like a random account encounter? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So during particular weather in certain parts of the map, there's a 20% chance to run into an Elekid. So I was like, fuck it, I'll just breed one. Popped over to Electabuzz. Bred an egg. Hatched it super quick because Sword and Shield yeah. doesn't hate your life as much as the other games do. Um, <laughs> then um, have to deposit it in home, right? Whilst it's still an Elekid. So, um, so <laughs> hatch the Elekid, put it in my box. Save the game, go to the switch menu, open home, choose Pokemon Sword, wait for that to load up, move Elekid into Pokemon Home, save, go back to the menu screen, uh, go back to the title screen, go in again, select Sword, move Elekid over, then close home, then go to Pokemon Sword and Shield, because I've got loads of rare candies and stuff there, and fill Elekid's face full of candies until it levels up and evolves into Electabuzz. Then save, then go back to home, then move Electabuzz back to home, then save home, then go back to the menu screen, then go back to Sword and Shield, then move it back into Sword and Shield. No, because uh, Electabuzz needs to be traded with a hold item. Unless you do it in Pokemon Legends Arceus, right? Because they've got this genius, you don't have to trade items anymore yeah. with items. So. Go back into home, move Electabuzz into Pokemon Legends Arceus, save, go to the menu, go to Pokemon Arceus, load it up, go to your box, get Electabuzz out, get the thingy item. What's it called? Electiz Electorizer? Electorizer? Yeah, Electivizer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't. I think, yeah, yeah. Rub it on Electabuzz's face, wait for him to evolve, put him in the box again, save. <laughs> and it's just been this for three days. Like seconds of running around playing Pokemon versus just 
cheesing, you know, leveling up and and breeding just <laughs> to, just to prove to myself that I have done it. Um, uh, so not to yourself, I'm... to that one page in home. Yeah, well, yeah. No one really. I'm the only person who will ever look at that page. Yeah. Interested. Uh, Nobody else this, can see it. Yeah. Well, they're saying that I have screenshotted it and sent it to at least three people. <laughs> yeah. Yourself included. Yes. So, so that's what I've been doing. So part of me absolutely hates this because there's I have to get these two arbitrary numbers to say the same thing. Um, but on the other hand, it has made you know I've gone back to Let's Go, um, Pikachu, and Let's Go Eevee to finish that. Um, I've been using the GTS every single day. You know, to try and trade for. Um, oh, you know, I don't have pincer in Pokemon Go. Maybe I can trade something for a pincer from Pokemon Go, and they'll register. It's been quite nice, and um, that being said, I am—I um, absolutely have no appetite for all those bullshit <laughs> evolution methods. Like, you know, evolving Pokemon, which have to be friendly to you, is just so. You know, and I've now evolved seven, eight, nine, twelve Togeticks into Togekiss. <laughs> Please don't make me do it again. Please. So I'm worried that I might be damaging um, my enthusiasm for Pokemon just in time for Scarlet. But I mean, what's, what's most disappointing to me is the ones that you're evolving and trading and stuff like that. You're not getting the full proper EVs on and things like that. You're not breeding the good ones. No, that just doesn't matter. In case you need them. No, I have a, you know, I have, I have, I have the um, pristine. I collection. doubt you have a perfect uh, electrifier. You that would have been the perfect time. No, no, you don't. You don't understand, Rishi. But you don't have a perfect electrifier. <laughs> you could um, have spent that time. No, I know. You, you've got to. You've got to run a move because it's affecting what I do in Go, right? Because now, because before it was like, oh, I've got that already in Go. It's not particularly special or shiny, so I could just ditch it for the candy, right? That's how you go. Now you know, I have to hoard everything just in case I don't have it registered on my Go Pokedex, right? And then there's no easy way to cross-reference. So now I've got like a spreadsheet set up, um, and I'm also trying to fill out my my not all, a game, not all, a game. <laughs> my all genders perfect decks. So then cross-referencing. Okay, oh, have I registered this on my Pokemon Go Pokedex? No, I haven't. Brilliant. I'll transfer over. Move it into some game, evolve it, save it, evolve it, save it, and then um, uh, and then uh, get rid of it. Um, which consequently just means I'm constantly out of space on go because I have to manually check everything before I get rid of it. It's insane. It's really insane, particularly because I've got that big other big challenge which I'm supposed to be doing, which I've not done. Um, I've got all of pretty much all of Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl to do. I've got all the legendaries from Sword and Shield to Shiny Hunt. <laughs> It's like, if I wanted to play Pokemon, there's plenty I could be doing. And instead, I'm on this spreadsheet bullshit. Um, but yeah, it's fun. Do you remember, one of the things I had to do, do you remember how Pancham evolves? Pancham? Yeah. As in Pangoro? Yeah. Hmm, yeah, I do remember. He's a bit awkward because... He's my. He was one of my HM slaves. Yeah. Back when you needed to have HM slaves. Uh, no, I don't. Tell me. So he has. They. It has to level up. Um, with a dark type of Pokemon in your party. With the one in your party. All oh, right. Yeah. Okay. 
which I didn't remember. So I was like, uh, come on, Pancham, you're level 67. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you not evolving? <laughs> What's going on? It could take two seconds to, you know, look it up or, you know, pick up any of the 700 Pokedex. But if you had by chance had a dark type Pokemon in your thing, you wouldn't have learned this and re-remembered it. So it's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's a, there are a lot of evolution methods which I have, I had previously forgotten, including, and this was, this was a, a killer. Um, I only had one. I only, think I only had like a, a male Runerigus, oh, right, female okay. one. Do you remember how you evolved that? Um, Runerigus. No, I don't. So you have to catch a Galarian Yamas. Yeah. And then you have to have it take a cert- more than a certain amount of damage without dying. Yes. Oh, God, yes. And then run it under the arch in the wild area. Yeah. <laughs> it's really, really hard, particularly if you finish the game, as I have done, to have a low-level Galarian Yamask take that amount of damage because everything on the map is level 60 or level 10. Yeah. I had, uh, yeah. I had a similar thing when I had it, but you can get um, Galarian Yamask and Go, but I suppose you need uh, in both now. Um, this oh, no, just, this is just for the female. This is just the female one, yeah. 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 Um, I did it in the end. But okay, good. Yeah, it took me a while to remember all of these weird and wacky things. So that's, that's fun. It's been work. Pokemon work. Work, work. Work, work. Pokemon work. And how many um, 9 to 5s out of 10 would you give it? <clears throat> I would give it 410 out of 902, which is my current progress on Pokemon Go. Okay. <laughs> um, right. Okay. What have you been playing? Or is that guy a maniac? Is that guy a maniac? That's how we end the podcast. I do have uh, one more game, but you know what? I'll just save it till next time. Are you and sure? Yeah. Mm. Make a decision. Yeah, we will call okay. it. Okay. <laughs> and I will chat to you about it next time because right. I think you'll like this one. Good. Is that guy a maniac? Uh. <laughs> What, uh, what did he bite me? <laughs> Bye-bye.